Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Do you know why? It's a beautiful Thursday night here in Ultra Confusion Podcast Land. Because we're back and Zeta hasn't fucked with us. And we have power and electricity, and it is glorious, and there's no trees that fell on my house. How about you? How did you guys fare? Did you guys, like, have any issues? Or, so, like... we lost power for, like, two days, and then um, it got it, then it came back, uh, and then another tree, which was in this, basically across the street from the tree that fell that knocked out the power line, decided to fall down late oh, no. uh, Halloween night <laughs> and knocked out the power again. Because on our street, the, the lines like sometimes zigzag across. Yeah. And so it hit one of the zigs and then hit the zag <laughs> uh, on, on Halloween night. Thankfully, all the kids were done trick-or-treating and already in their sugar comas. Yeah, I spent all day, I think it was Friday, scrubbing up my fridge. It was very exciting. Fantastic. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific cummer himself, Zelius. Uh, This show is where we take your comments, topics, and questions and try our best to cover them with you during this week's show. If you didn't get a chance to submit your topic question, etc. Have no fear. You can drop it in the chat, and we will add it to the show. If the unfortunate... Uh, happens, and that is we run out of time, we will add that question, topic, uh, whatever, to the beginning of the next show. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into it. All right, since we were off for uh, an extra week, I'm not exactly sure what's truly old news or what's new news, so we're just going to go with news. News? Um, What if it's like four years old? So, of course, we are literally within arm's reach of the release of the Xbox Series XYZ squared cubed square root reimagined rebooted sequel of something. What are we rebooting? I'm very confused. The Xbox? The Xbox is being rebooted, so we're getting like an Xbox Zero? That would be cooler than what they came up with. Mm. But anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, the Xbox, the new Xbox is... Uh, supposed to come out November 10th, 2020, and the PlayStation 5 will be coming out November 12th, 2020. Now, there has been some interesting news that did come out recently about the new or latest and greatest Xbox uh, that will be coming your way, and that is out of the 512 gig solid straight drive, you only have access to 364 gigs yep. of that drive. Why, may you ask? Because the OS takes 29% of that hard drive. And if you install, what is it, like Modern Warfare? That's like 120 gigabytes alone right there. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold That's War is, is 136 gig. gigs. So basically, you, that game alone will eat your hard drive. So I guess here's the conundrum. Yes. So you have the Xbox Series S, which is two ninety nine. Yes. The Xbox Series X, which is four ninety nine. So two hundred dollar price difference. I guess the question is, is basically three hundred gigabytes of free space. We're just rounding here. Do you want to play the uninstall and reinstall game? Potentially. Potentially. Um. I mean, that's what we're kind. Of, I mean, that's what we're doing with like. I mean, in Steam uh, with like PCs or, or any platform that's got like Steam or whatever, you're playing that that game where, uh, of course, you immediately try to install all the games you've purchased in Steam until you remember how many games you have in Steam, and then you have to selectively remove those games. 
Well, um, we're also in a situation though where we're only really doing it for ourselves. If you have like a family, yeah, who plays, Absolutely. that space don't take long to go away. And of course, the other issue. Well, I wouldn't call it an issue. The other thing you have to be aware of mm-hmm. is the expansion for the either of the Xbox. You have to buy the proprietary storage, yes. which was what two hundred thirty bucks, if I remember right. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I believe that sounds right. Uh, which you know gets you another basically a terabyte rounded up by a few gigabytes. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're looking at the same price as the Xbox Series X to start with. Yeah. So that is, it's kind of like a weird situation where for me, I think if the Xbox Series S had the one terabyte of storage, like the X, mm-hmm. for $200 cheaper, it would almost be like a no brainer option to select that for most people. I'm like, 300 bucks for that? That's a hell of a deal to me. But just that storage gives me big time pause. Because if you're going to upgrade your storage, you might as well just bought the Series X then while you're at it. Agreed. Uh, audience, anyone want to chime in on this? Uh, now, here's the interesting thing. Okay, so you have uh, the fact that 29% of, of the Xbox, the new Xbox's hard drive is going to be eaten alive by the OS. Then, of course, the PlayStation 5. Um, there is a slot uh, for an expandable uh, solid-state drive. That's right. However, there is no support uh, for that solid-state drive. Uh, it's a PCIe 4.0 NVMe solid-state drive. Now, of course, you could do a USB hard drive, and you could do that right off the bat. However, the uh, the N- NVMe uh, solid-state drives have to hit more than 5.5 gigabytes per second of bandwidth and fit into the bay and be compatible with Sony's I.O. controller. Well, the other trick, too, with the externals, at least for the Xbox, is the external hard drive or solid-state drive only works for, like, the I forget what the term is. There's, like, the special term for games that are, like, optimized for the special sauce internal solid-state drive. So you can't even do all games necessarily on an external hard drive. Oh, fun. Well, let's, I mean, I... I don't understand. Microsoft, you make no sense, okay? Your your main OS is on a platform that most people build. Yep. And why the fuck are you still stuck with this proprietary bullshit? Well, I think it's two reasons. One is a little bit of differentiation from Windows because they're so similar, so it's a case usage of why to buy them so it kind of like separates your pc from your windows and i think it does i mean there is that nvme special sauce it actually is a special sauce that makes it faster for loading and all that stuff but that's the playstation so the, well xbox has it too uh we uh uh og xbox. phoenix O says uh, sounds like they need an external with some sort of smart cash but uh Oh, smart cash. That's a term I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. I remember that was like all the rage. Remember we could get like the USB flash drives to put into the, your computer mm-hmm. to be like smart cash for your swap file. Swap. To like speed, speed things up. Swap. Uh, yeah, so it's, it, it is interesting. Um, but I do wonder if part of it is the peripheral price game too, where if Microsoft is also getting cut of these $230 solid state drives. Mm-hmm. And it's some of that sweet money 
to make up for the cost of because they're also not exactly selling these consoles at a uh, profit either. No, That's no. I mean, well, so, let, let's be honest. You're you're paying for the services. Um, I mean, you can build a PC for the price of the consoles right now. I mean, obviously, in a couple of years, talk to me again. Um, but right now, for the hardware you get, it's a phenomenal deal. True. Uh, now, um, there is a bit more news about the PlayStation 5, and this is the fact that Sony has basically uh, sent out a cease and desist to a, uh, a company that whose name is, I shit you not, Plate Station. Mm -hmm. uh, PlayStation was offering a set of panels to replace the stock white ones. Uh, at They were going to charge $40 a pop. They're going to come in uh, chromatic silver, cherry red, black, blue, and jungle camo. Unfortunately, Sony goes, uh, that's intellectual property. Uh, no, you cannot create custom PlayStation 5 covers. Uh, so um, in order to save some momentum, because they basically um, they apologize to all the customers that had already pre-ordered all these uh, uh, covers, um, they will give you a discount for their uh, vinyl skins that you can apply over the uh, white PlayStation 5 uh, stock panels. Yeah, the fact that they're claiming infringement over a panel that's not even the original panel, but just when you replace is asinine to me. Um, it's no different than a car where I can have a custom exhaust to my car and yet GM's not filing, like trying to sue me for that. It, this is totally crazy to me. No, I, like, okay, so... So this is actually, this is something that um, this type of, of thing has happened many times. Uh, when when I had a, when I was in school at full sale, uh, when I had my 360, there were like, um, I guess, under the table uh, companies that could get you custom casing. The problem is as soon as you bust that panel or casing off, you avoid the warranty. Well, that's fine. I mean, post all the warnings you want that if you open up the case, you void the warranty. I have no right. problem with that. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Look, you run. it's it's $40. You run the risk of, of screwing everything up by removing it and try to put it in. Um, that's what she said. Um, oh, <laughs> I walked right into that one. Okay, so, but. That's what she said. Yeah, look, I mean. I can't defend Sony yeah, I can't. at all in this one. I can't. I, I really it's, can't. I mean, anybody it, out there, can they, can you say, oh, yeah, Sony's in the right on this one? I think it's one of those common things, though, where if Sony was in the right or wrong, the reality is is whoever they're suing in this case, they don't have the resources to defend themselves. Oh, no, they were startup. Yeah, and you – yeah, so it's one of those where it's like, really? Yeah, it's a big like, boy move. And the crazy thing is, is like – the only like if Sony plans on selling unique custom panels, okay, cool. But if not, then like, wouldn't this, if anything, like be a boon to your franchise in terms of getting people interested in your console even more because they can customize it? I mean, that seems kind of cool to me, actually. But Sony's not going to make any money. Like, if I could custom, yeah, like if they came up with their own side panels. Interesting. See, see, here's here's the thing. This is this is how I I look at it. Um, now, I don't know if I'm going to date myself too much, but back in the day when uh, the Wii first came out, 
they showcased it with the Wii in several different colors. You had your red, you had oh, your yeah. baby blue, you had your yellow, you had your your black and your white. And then it ended up being like they're all white. The thing <laughs> is the thing is it costs too much to have that kind of variety and not really un- and not know what's going to sell like hotcakes. I would agree. So what you see is um it's kind of like um concept cars. It's like this is the cool shit we could do, but we're going to give you like the one that just does the bare minimum. Like uh, what would be really cool like from what I've seen in the PS5 mm-hmm. is to have like almost like a soft like blue LED coming up from the bottom. Would actually look really good on that console because it's so freaking big. Yes. Uh, is and, why. And uh yeah, it's like a freaking uh like tower speaker. Um actually uh that, that makes that reminds me uh if you have a, a Nintendo Switch and you have the uh the dock for it, you yeah. can um buy one of those um LED front panels hmm. um, that basically light it up. I mean, you're not really... T- it's basically just like an attachment to it. Uh, oh, yeah. OG Phoenix. Oh, the 360 had a removable faceplate, including a printable one. Yes, absolutely. But I'm talking about the entire box. Although, well, no. I mean, this the, the PlayStation covers were going to be the entire thing. You would have to remove the panels and put new ones on. The, my question is, how did they get the exact measurements and know how it's going to fit snugly on that? They stole one. Ooh, or they were snuck one. Ooh, they were snucked one. Is that even a word? They sneak on did. It's the knock did. Ooh. There you go. Uh, but, you know, it, look, the the... The Xbox is coming out, the PlayStation is coming out, and I will tell you this right now, I am not getting either of them. Um, there's no well, reason. My problem is, like, I want the PlayStation 5, but at the same time, I still have, like, I still have to finish playing um, Xenosaga, which mm-hmm. who knows if I'll ever finish that, because it's probably like an 80-hour game. Xenosaga, right. Um, and I also bought um, Zelda Breath of the Wild, finally, because it was on sale. Mm-hmm. That's, so it's that, like that's a you dump a lot of time in that too. I know. So I've like with how much I'm playing video games lately, I have like a year's worth of games right there on the switch. So Zelius will be purchasing his <laughs> choice uh next Christmas. Um now uh speaking of uh all the gaming and stuff, we we all know that everything the the push for cloud computing is, you know, in full swing. And the the interesting thing uh, okay. So a little back, uh, background here. I work, uh, in the IT department of a public university in the state of Georgia. And I was on a call today, uh, with a bunch of IT people from around the state. Mm-hmm. And, um, they brought up some very interesting things. What, so, you know, with cloud computing, you're, you're basically, or always online, you are at the mercy of your ISP. Sure. And of course, we uh, we live in Atlanta, or Alter Confusion is based out of Atlanta, so we have pretty good uh, infrastructure and speed or whatever. But the thing is, with everyone, with so many schools being uh, virtual, uh, the <laughs> the glaring issues of the lack of of uh, consistency through the infrastructure through the the lines and where everything's laid and the upkeep of that has become very apparent. Oh yeah. 
So, you know, I mean, we're basically getting, in a roundabout way, we're basically getting uh, a little preview of, you know, some always online type of situation. Uh, now, of course, in Atlanta, you're probably not going to see any problem. Uh, well, it depends on where in Atlanta, I guess. But, you know, when you're in a little bit more of a rural area where you're required to have that online presence or some of your gaming uh, power is being brought to you, you're no, at the there's mer- definitely so I, we actually see major problems with um, st- video streaming mm-hmm. with the ability of students to have a constant stream back to the classroom. Because the up because most people forget you have a um, most households have an asynchronous download versus upload, meaning you might have a hundred gigabyte download speed, but then you only have like ten megabits up. Yep. And the problem is you got three students going concurrently. You have a mom or dad working from home. It really does not take long to saturate that pipe from video. Agreed. And we definitely see it. Uh, we definitely saw it over COVID, where there was definitely families who struggled. Because they had so many students, try, so many people in the house eating up that pipe. Um, not only that, but just from the, um, the um, not fiber, the um, coax knocks yep. were also being overloaded too. Because they all basically feed out of one coax coming to like a condo or apartments. Yep. Um, that's where actually we're finally getting our own dedicated fiber circuit for that exact reason. Because we were definitely seeing degradations at times. Well, I mean, the, the interesting thing is, and um, this is actually in in one of my dreams. Uh, this might cause something to change in this wonderful United States of America. So, once upon a time, uh, before I worked uh, IT in a public university, I worked at Cox Communications, a uh, telecom company who love the fact that, um, I don't know when the hell they set this up, but basically telecom companies cannot invade upon other telecom companies' footprints. Mm-hmm. Uh, telecom, the only way to take over a footprint is if you basically buy out the company. Um, but with all this craziness, we're looking at potentially, uh, maybe having to rethink this <clears throat> because of because of how, you know, blatant uh the you know the issues have been with trying to do this excuse me um of course it it will take an act of congress literally to make this change but it would be interesting it maybe this will finally be the thing that uh pushes us back to what was it um uh, making it a um utility. utility Yeah. Uh, where you have one company that basically does the upkeep of the uh, the lines and everything, and then you basically um, have all these companies to give you the best deal. Uh, yep. Holy shit, competition. I know, competition in the field. I mean, the other big dream, where if it ever actually comes to fruition, mm-hmm. is um, wireless. In terms of like Verizon has talked about like their 5G's 5G. in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is... You basically have two different 5Gs. The ubiquitous 5G you can get anywhere is really not a whole lot faster. Yep. It's the, I forget, what the, I think it's like called shortwave 5G, where that's the super fast one, but you can only get it in very specific locales. So uh, 
Yeah. So for uh, those in uh, areas that are serviced by Comcast slash Xfinity, whatever the hell they call themselves these days, um, uh, I know that a lot of people are like, well, they've got, you know, all those Xfinity Wi-Fi spots for you. Fun fact. The vast majority of those <clears throat> are uh, you're piggybacking off of someone else's um, router. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, those Xfinity's uh, wireless connections that you're seeing is basically like a sub, you know, a little piece of the bigger Xfinity router. So, oh my God, you can get Xfinity uh, wireless everywhere if yep. the routers are working. So, when you have a humongous power outage like we did last week, and you can't do shit because you don't have internet in your home, and you're like, mm-hmm. well, I just use the Xfinity one wow. that I always have. You can't get that either because no one has the internet. Yep. I mean, typically, if you have a bigger house, which I think actually can get now part of like a, an Xfinity deal, is like the three mesh network access points, basically. Well, I've like, got... don't you, you, you have that, don't you? Yeah, I've got mesh. Yeah, and that's really the way to go if you have a bigger house is get the mesh network system. Right, but I'm just talking about, you know, your... Well, your, if your net doesn't work, yeah, you're screwed. Right, exactly. And <laughs> and they've, you know, the, how long have we have the cable, the telecom companies been toting this, uh, this magical 5G that'll make internet lightning fast for everyone? It's sure. not. Look, it, it's, it's the same as... If you get poor cell phone reception places, you're going to get poor... 5G reception in places until they deregulate it and have someone basically set it up so that you have a true mesh network so that everyone basically is on a level playing field. No. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good point. Um, I mean, even think of like Google with, you think of a company with infinite resources, it's Google. And even they were like, screw it. This isn't worth it. Well, there's um, just so, I mean, there, there were so many hoops you had to jump through and then you had to coordinate. It depend on, um, the County or the city or the state or whatever the EPA. I mean, it, it, there were so many hoops they had to jump through that yeah. it's just, you know, as awesome as it would have been. And I'm sure, I don't know. Did anyone out there, did you, do you, did you or do you still have Google Fiber? It came. I want to see actually where it came to because it was so close to where I lived. I was in the second phase, and we never truly got the first phase done. So, yeah, you bastards. I'm trying to find like I remember they had their availability maps. I'm trying to find where it was. Oh well, that's just long gone now. But then again, we're we're talking about Google, who literally was like, "Hey, let's start something called Google Wave." Nah, shit, that's not gonna work. Hey, let's have uh, Google Phone. Uh, well, I guess if people are actually using it, they can keep it. But otherwise, we're gonna scrap it. Which, by the way, I still have my Google phone number. So, booyah! No, ooh. yeah, you do. Yeah, um, that's actually the Google way, though. That's always my problem with Google: is are they gonna disconnect it tomorrow? Or it's going to just stay in beta forever. How many years was uh, Gmail in beta? Forever. I remember when it was a big deal for like giving out people beta invites. Yeah, man. I gave myself an invite, so I got to have two different addresses. Nice. I'm slick like that. 
Um, but uh, I saw in the chat just a wee bit ago that uh, Sam Grizzle um, was talking about his favorite game, Battlefield. Uh, and Battlefield has a direct, of course, has a direct competitor by the name of Call of Duty. Um, and there has been a little bit of an, uh, and of course, the the company behind Call of Duty is uh, Activision. Now, Activision sort of kind of made it into the news uh, recently uh, when dealing with a used-to-be sponsor partner. Uh, as many of you know out there, uh, Dr. Disrespect uh, oh, was yeah. a huge Twitch streamer and then basically got smashed with the permaban hammer out of nowhere, or so we've been told. No one's, no one's still saying a damn thing. Uh, but during the time that uh, Dr. Disrespect was doing his uh, streams on Twitch, uh, the vast majority of the streams that got the most traction were his Call of Duty streams. Now, of course, when he got banned, of course, he couldn't do it. But here's the thing, though. Uh, he is now YouTube streaming. However, Activision has continued to be distancing itself from Dr. Respect. So maybe, or disrespect. So I don't know if they know something that we don't know that they're not, that we're not allowed to know, but uh, Dr. Disrespect uh, did come out and basically say this is bullshit. Um, for all the humongous streamers out there, they get this thing called the creator code. And this is, you know, your, your streamer, your, your content creators. Uh, you get these codes to basically get you access to uh, the new, the latest and greatest so that you and a bunch of other big name streamers can showcase this amazing next game. Ooh. Of course, Dr. Disrespect did not get that code. And hmm. so he isn't going to be able to do this stuff. Um, but to show you how much that Activision has distanced themselves at one point, Dr. Disrespect was a, had the partner status on the Activision discord channel. He is no longer that. So not only did they uh, punish or remove him from the gaming, but they also, you know, on the backside was like, yeah, we don't want your name anywhere. So makes you wonder. I feel like there's like something that happened that like just for whatever reason has not been made public, but like people are on the know of what's going on and they know it's only a matter of time before it blows up fully. I know there's, there's pending lawsuits out there. That much I know. I just don't know. Like, you know, of course, we don't know where it's at or what's going on, but something funky happened. Uh, and that's the, kind of what I have a feeling is there's something there and somebody knows, but somehow it's been kept under wraps. And I'm, to be totally honest with you, I'm impressed that it stayed under wraps. I mean, I, that's this, my main you, thing. You've yeah. got, you've got a, a, a huge uh, social media influencer who got uh, from, you know, the outside looking in, got smashed by the, the, uh, the Insta um, uh, banhammer, and yep. no one still knows what's going on. No bad pun on the name. Oh, you know. Mm. Um, but you know, I in this crazy ass world that we live in, I am flabbergasted that we have not. We no one knows, or no one has leaked. What the hell is going on with Doctor Disrespect? Yeah, somebody knows. They oh, just haven't said it. Yeah. there's there's people who know, but they ain't saying shit. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so changing gears just a bit. Um, let's talk about 
da, da, da. Sega is is for now bowing out of the arcade industry. Yes, they they dropped out of the console industry a long, long time ago, and then they decided to jump back in with the micro game gear, which looked oh, like yeah. shit. And whatever. Which everyone was really but, interested um, in. But uh, as maybe not all of you know, but um, Sega uh, has always been a huge um, presence in the arcade industry, um, and especially in Japan and, and Korea and that kind of stuff. But because of the COVID um, mm-hmm. and the fact that there's no way in hell you're going to be able to keep all those cabinets clean enough for people to feel safe, or just the establishments that have the the uh, the arcade boxes in there, yeah. uh, Sega's like we can't, we gotta go. Hmm. Um, yeah. Now, be interested see to see what this will do. I mean, what will this do for the titles that are there? I mean, I'm guessing discontinued because the thing is what. What a lot of people don't know is that we're no longer in the... For those of you who don't know, an arcade is a building that has these game boxes that have buttons and joysticks in it. And uh, they have now, of course, super duper, you know, gotten high tech. Everything's connected um, via some sort of net to pass information back and forth so that you could continue to play your game if you had your, your player card or whatever. And there was some rumor a while back that Sega was going to try to uh, kind of do what they called fog computing. Fog which, computing. Ooh. So basically, what they would util- what they do is they would utilize some of the uh, the arcade um, machines' power to kind of do like a a small cloud computing solution to kind of cut down on latency and whatnot. That's kind of cool, actually. But unfortunately, that has that has uh, with them you know, deciding that they're going to step away from the arcade industry, that fog computing has also uh, disappeared. What is the highest grossing arcade game of all time? I have no idea. Probably a game. It's not Golden Tee. <laughs> Gosh, no. <laughs> As a Street Fighter? Or no, uh, 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 Soul Calibur? No. Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, anybody? I don't. Think oldie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Got to go older than that, bro. Pong? Newer than that. <laughs> All right, somewhere between Pong and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This should be easy. Donkey Kong. Pac- uh, Pac-Man. Oh, my God. Why did I not think of Pac-Man? Which you probably would never guess the second, which is right behind it, was Space Invaders. Space Invaders. There you go. But they've also had, like, Pac-Man was released in 1980 and Space Invaders in 1978. So they had some time to make some profits. What about Centipede? Uh, uh, I don't see that on the list. I'm putting Zealys on the spot. <laughs> now, Street Fighter 2 is number three on the list. That's not that big of a surprise. I mean, I played the shit out of that game, too. No, that was huge. I mean, think about how long that was a big deal. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. Hell, I haven't been inside an arcade and. A very long time. No, Although I, I, I was for many a years uh, thinking of uh, 
thinking about creating my uh, my own arcade cabinet and utilizing um, systems that, of course, would be free and would not be illegal to play old games, which would be free and not illegal. But of course, I can no longer find the the my uh, well the hard drive that held my shit on it died. Uh, Sam Grizzle says, side tech question. I don't understand G. 3G to 4G technology seem to upgrade everyone's phone. Will 5G do that? Technically, not all phones were able to upgrade from 3G to 4G. And not all phones will be able to upgrade from 4G to 5G. The iPhone 12 is currently the only iPhone that can do it, actually. Well, it's just, it's the it's the same as um, uh, modems. At some point, you're, you're, Modems not gonna be able to take the 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 faster speeds be, uh, because they there's something called Doxis. Uh, I think they're at Doxis three now. Well, at least. I would say for like why for cellular data, mm-hmm. like three G to four G was a huge leap, and almost like for a lot of daily use, almost necessary. But four G to five G, like if you get true five G speeds, it'll be a huge speed increase. But I never really hear people complain about their 4G or LTE speeds. I mean, obviously, if people are using it as like a hotspot and they're actually like using it as their dedicated PC hotspot, that's different. But just for like regular cell phone usage, I don't really hear too many issues with people with their 4G service. Always in a crowd. That's where you get the issues. Uh, Sam said, I remember suddenly texting during a packed football game actually working or worked about four or five years ago and never did yeah. before. And to be honest with you, I can't say I've ever actually experienced that uh, when I'm at a packed sporting event uh, outside of baseball. Mm. Um, my phone, it, it literally was like a roll of the dice. And I basically had about a 35% chance of being able to just text. God forbid I try to send a picture to someone. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, I feel like it's, it definitely has got better in the last couple of years, I'll say. Yes. That's it. I mean, it has. Well, it's because now, there's more infrastructure being built. Yeah, and that's where I don't know if 5G will actually help with the saturation issue. I think 5G is more about theoretical max input from a single phone. But you still have to share, share that among everybody else on that same, basically, network. That's always the issue. OG Phoenix O says, uh, once you get past streaming 4K video, there isn't much need for bandwidth on a phone. Yeah, I pretty much agree on that. And even on a phone, like my little iPhone, I mean, going from a 1080p video to a 4K video. Yeah. I mean, unless I'm watching it like this, where I want to see like every tiny pixel, I'm not, I don't really care anything. After but you don't have like a, you didn't get your robotics team to build you like a custom like phone <laughs> hat holder so you can just hold it right there. Ooh, you're giving me ideas, sir. You're welcome. That'll be uh, $250. Just <laughs> no, for the idea. I'm not actually going to build it, but I gave you the you idea. be on our outreach folder. How's that? Okay. Not the same? No. No, if that try. All right, so uh, we talked about Sega, so let's talk about another big company that is always in the news, and that, of course, is Blizzard Entertainment. Or I guess, actually, we should have probably just sent the Activision to... Blizzard, because Blizzard or Activision, whatever. Anyways, uh, so BlizzCon Online, or BlizzCon Line, 
as some people call it, uh, which which will be completely virtual, uh, happening between February 19th and the 20th. Uh, now, uh, in many, many years, or basically since BlizzCon really started rolling, uh, there's been a premium uh, virtual package uh, that people can uh, purchase, uh, a virtual ticket, as it were. Uh, you can get a bunch of freebies and all that stuff, and you get exclusive uh, access to panels that... M- uh, only those in attendance would be able to get access to. Uh, the president of Blizzard has confirmed that the event will indeed be completely free. Um, he was noted saying, we want it to be a big virtual celebration, so BlizzCon Online will be free to watch and engage in. Now, of course, the joke that's going around is, you know, Blizzard's getting off easy because... If they do some dumb shit like they did in previous the previous BlizzCon, they won't be able to hear the booze. <laughs> so it's basically like the Houston Astros not having to play in front of fans. Yep. Yeah. Um, how so? It means they can talk about uh, Mobile Diablo all they want this year. Nobody can say anything. Oh Christ! Well, the the rumor is um, uh, Diablo Four, um, more about Overwatch Two. Which I hope they just scrap that shit and just rework Overwatch. That's the whole. Overwatch Two is basically o- reworked Overwatch One. Just they're not scrapping it. Overwatch. Just, just it's. Look, I don't even version. play Overwatch. Okay, but the thing is, over, they put so much freaking money into this damn profe- a pro league, and it's getting the shit kicked out of it by a game that finally has gone like truly live and out of beta. And that is Valorant because there's so much more you can do in that game. So just fix overwatch. It's not like, uh, you know, it, I built a shitty house and I'm going to build. And instead of fixing it, I'm just going to build another shitty house. Well, you forgot the minor detail. Overwatch is actually a great game. Like, the esports world is such a small or pro level is such a small percentage of the actual gamesmanship of who enjoys a video game that I would argue that really is not particularly relevant to the success of Overwatch. It's more about the fact there's still 10 million players of Overwatch in its own right as a hugely successful okay. FPS. See, we're, but, but we're talking about two different things here. The what over what the Overwatch Pro League could potentially do is make it more mainstream. Where you're, you're now esports is is going to break through that not a sport barrier. Of course, it wouldn't c- completely, but you know there was some validity by the fact that you had big name owners put pouring money into to something that oh you're just going to play for fun. Wait, people are 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 getting paid to do this, and now you've got uh, you know you've got all these other things that are already stealing the the pro players away it's not it's not the fact that i don't think that the game is solid i know that there are a ton of people out there who think the game is rock solid but when you're in a competitive esports environment and you're trying to add validity to you know this being a real deal it sucks when you pour you know, each team was what the 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 um the 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 inaugural uh season. Each team had to pay twenty million dollars 
for the buy-in. Uh, and then Atlanta, when they came in the season two, that was $35 million. It's mm-hmm. big money. And, you know, like at, at, uh, New England, uh, that, of course, was Robert Kraft, the owner of the, the Patriots. You know, they want to see a return on investment. It's oh, not yeah. just, you know, <sighs> anyways. So, yeah. So, BlizzCon Online will happen February 19th through the 20th, uh, 2021. Uh, and uh, it will be free. So, any and all uh, can attend it. I'm sure it's going to be, was it BlizzCon.com or something? Uh, I can't begin to tell you. I went to BlizzCon in person back in 2012, I think. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. And, of course, Tenacious D was there. So that made it even more fun. Even better to rock out to. Uh, let's see here. Um, Sam Grizzle says, People gamble on Boveda's Madden 20 simulations on Twitch every night. I don't know what that is. Okay, so Boveda is a... Um, it's a... Um, it's it's one of the uh, the companies that puts out the lines, like uh, the over-unders and, and whatnot. Uh, it's one of the gambling houses uh, that kind of just set the lines. Um, so, yeah, I, right. People gamble on that all the time. Uh, Sam has uh, posted the Twitch uh, link, uh, Live Football Sims. Um, and, I, and, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do find it funny that Sam said... Um, I just look. I would, I would put, what 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 the hell do you call those th- prop bets? Uh, prop bets are are these weird like side bets. Um, it, during the Super Bowl, there's always prop bets about how long the uh, uh, the national anthem is going to be, uh, how many wardrobe changes the oh, yeah. uh, the Super Bowl uh, entertainment is going to have. Um, who's going to um, who's going to fumble first, you know, like weird stuff. Um, so I would be, I would actually be very interested to see if there's prop bets for how many glitches will happen in this simulation of Madden 20. <laughs> will the yard line show up this time? Um, you know, uh, but yeah, it, if you, <laughs> I hate to say this, but, but there was some, uh, I can't remember who exactly who said it, but they're like, look, if you can bet on it, it's a sport. Well, oh, okay. That's, so what you need to say is I need to have betting Saturday morning for my robotics exactly. matches. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell the kids that, dude, I'm going to be putting ba- I'm putting money on you. I'm, you I'm better putting, score I'm, well. Look, look, look. Me and a bunch of other people, we're going to uh, we're gonna do an over-under on, uh, on percentage completion and, and timing and all that stuff. I need you on your best. And here's the deal. Like, I'm basically taking this year's budget and I'm betting it on you. So, so if you, you don't better win, not fuck me over. you have no money. We, we can't buy anything else this entire season. So it's don't really your it fault up. if we lose. Exactly. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm do, I am going to take a quick uh, little pause here. Uh, every single week we do uh, do a shout out to all those lovely supporters and friends of the show. So without further ado, let's start off with... The Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. 
They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to change the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if we're going to give Indy Cluster a shout-out, we have to give Hero Chiropractic a shout-out. That, of course, is the uh, one and only chiropractor for the Alter Confusion, uh, at least my family. Uh, Hero Chiropractic yep. is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. As I've stated many, many times, Dr. Ryan is my chiropractor, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Indeed. Now, of course, uh, another huge uh, awesome supporter and friend of the show is the one and only uh, Craig Campbell and his company, Nerdburger Games. Nerdburger. Nerdburger Games is the game design imprint of award-winning RPG designer Craig Campbell. Craig has done a whole bunch of RPG design freelancing in the past. Several years ago, he dove into designing his own RPG. Now, Nerdburger Games has multiple RPGs and is no is showing no signs of stopping. Nerdburger Games endeavors to create games that explore corners of the RPG landscape that haven't been explored or haven't been explored very often. These games forgo dense game mechanics in favor of lighter rule sets that allow players to focus on telling fun, engaging, memorable stories. Now, uh, if you have been keeping up with this, we do want to point out that Nurburger Games, uh, of course, they have from their catalog uh, Capers, Die Laughing, and Merzen Acquisitions, and they just completed another, another successful Kickstarter. Uh, this one is called Good Strong Hands. <laughs> uh, the original Kickstarter goal was set for $3,000, and it ended up, when it was all said and done, at $15,658. So congratulations to Craig and his team for creating yet another amazing Nerdburger game. They did pretty damn awesome. Now, of course, I do have to give a shout out to our local watering hole that once this whole COVID thing is done, I will be, as I've stated many times, I will be on a bar stool and I'll be Ubering home because I have a lot of time to, to catch up on. Will and that, of course, is over, Battle and Brew. Battle and Brew is Atlanta's first and oldest gaming bar and restaurant. Opened in 2005, Battle and Brew had a very modest menu, a few beer taps, and focused heavily on gaming. Now they have grown to encompass so much more. They pioneered geek trivia in Atlanta and remain the hardest trivia in town. They have upgraded the menu from only a few items to all your bar favorites and some soon-to-be favorites. They've expanded the gaming and kept everything top of the line. They've taken a good place and made it a great place. A place where the staff listens to your desires and suggestions. A place where you and your friends feel like you're home. A place where everyone knows your name. What is your name, sir? Last time I checked, it was Charlie. But I could be wrong. Ah, I never quite know these things. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are... Let's see here. It is November the 5th, so... 
Oh my gosh, in just a couple days, I will be participating for the ninth year straight. Wait, wait, Nakamoto says, bar favorites. My favorite is usually the chubby brunette in the corner. Why stop there? There's so many more. Ooh, good question, Celis. But anyways, um, uh, we are fastly approaching something that's happening this week and for the ninth year straight. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be participating in Extra Life. We are proud to say that we will be fundraising for Extra Life for the ninth straight year. Extra Life is gamers doing what we do best to help sick and injured children at their children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. Of course, ours is uh, Children's Health Care Atlanta. Uh, we will be gaming for 24 hours straight. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to our chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to do so, please donate... To Alter Confusion, uh, go to extra-life.org and you can search for Alter Confusion. I will, I guess this is the official announcement, uh, I will, of course, be participating the, uh, um, in this 24-hour gaming straight uh, for on Saturday morning starting at 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'll be going from Saturday at 2 a.m. to Sunday at 2 a.m. Uh, I am not hundred percent sure what games I'll be playing. Uh, but something tells me I'll be playing. I need to catch back up on, um, legend Rutera, uh, and probably a shit ton of Nintendo switch games that I've bought, but I have not been able to play because my kids have now, um, taken over my switch as well as I finally caved and got uh, uh, super smash brothers ultimate. Nice. I'm sure you deserve it. Uh, Nakamoto says gonna need some Adderall for that. Um, I so uh, side note uh, for those out there who don't know, I suffer from um, um, hypersomnia. Hypersomnia basically it's a form of narcolepsy. Uh, it's not like I will fall asleep immediately, but uh, I have the ability to accidentally fall asleep when least expected. So I'm actually on medication that uh, keeps me up. Uh, it's called New Vigil, uh, but I do also have uh, Adderall um, as a supplement. So Nakamoto, I probably will not go hog wild on this stuff. However, I will have some in my corner just in case. You never know, man. I know. I never maybe know. you'll feel the urge. or Maybe I'll just come over there and help you out. I'm in quarantine, damn it. The quarantines are meant to be broken, oh, right? God. Isn't no. that how it works? No, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Anyways, uh, um, so... Excuse me. I'm very sad. I won't be able to join you, man. It's like the first time since I moved here. I know. I know. It's going to be sad. Zelis will not be able to come chill and hang out at Alter Confusion headquarters. Um, now, uh, to change a little bit of pace, uh, most of you out there know this, but I'm going to remind you anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion has a Patreon. Uh, we survive on the love and commitment love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, become active participants in the work we love through monthly membership. This will give you access to exclusive content, community, and insight in our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work. The stability we need to build... Um, 
whoops, stability, we need to build an even stronger creative career. Uh, there are currently two tiers. However, uh, the two tiers are $1 and $5 a month, uh, which I'm going to be totally honest with you, not a whole lot of money. Um, so it's more money uh, than I spend say, on my says, oh, man, new vigil, code red, diet, do, mix, should do. Uh, well, okay. I, I no longer do the, the, the diet route. I just go hardcore code red, regular Mountain Dew. Um, no, no bourbon. Dream. I'll put myself to sleep with bourbon. Uh, but anyways, um, so, so Patreon has two, uh, tiers. It is a monthly donation. Uh, our subscription. Um, if you choose to be either the one or the five, or maybe even higher, uh, uh, if if you you do have the ability to pledge more than five a month, if you do that, please contact me. I'm going to give you something special because you deserve that. Uh, Nakamoto, uh, I have not changed. It's the fact that I learned the dirty, dirty truth about the uh, synthetic sugar that's in the diet drinks that are actually much worse for you than just drinking the regular sugary stuff. Um, but anyways, um, uh, for those out there who do want to do a, a monetary donation to Ultra Confusion, uh, we do have a PayPal account set up. If you're watching this on Twitch, I think that's the only way, place that the button is still active. Uh, there is a donate now button below our twitch.tv slash Ultra Confusion uh, show. Um, I would... This would usually be the point where I'd be like, or you could go to our website. But ladies and gentlemen, the big reveal is we have transitioned into a new website. Same address, different look. So if, if you have the chance, go to www.alteredconfusion.com. Uh, it is there. Uh, I Just for shits and giggles, I looked up the, um, uh, the, the value of alteredconfusion.com. <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, I'm going to hold on to it." But yes, we're we're valued. We have yeah. money. Uh, Alter confusion, altered dash confusion. Ooh, fancy us. Yeah, man. Anyway, so um, but if you decide that you want to be one of the many people who like to send in things to Alter confusion, all you need to do is send them to Alter confusion at one five five one Dunwoody. That's D U N W O O D Y Village Parkway. This is the super duper 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 important thing. Number eight eight two seven six. If you do not put that number eight eight two seven six. You will go to the post office proper, and it will be returned to you. That number is our P.O. box number. It is required. Uh, the city is Dunwoody, once again, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Georgia, 30338. So many cool things to send, like live grasshoppers. I'm not, sh I'm not exactly sure how they would deal with you sending live grasshoppers to a P.O. box. Uh, you know what? There's only one way to find out. Sure, go for it. You I mean, what could possibly sick, go wrong? sick man. Um, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Uh, well, one of the main things that could possibly go wrong is the fact that I haven't been to the post office in like a couple months. Uh, so, Because I know there's a package there, but I, I don't have two hours to stand in line for that one dude uh, who's dealing with all the customers where there's four fucking places that people could be um that's a different story for a different day there's always another story for another day but of course but of course um 
So back into the stories, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, of course, you know, uh, make sure that you follow us or like us or favorite us or whatever the social media term is for the the platform of your choice. Uh, We are on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Altered Confusion. YouTube, that's youtube.com slash Altered Confusion LLC. Twitch, of course, is twitch.tv slash Altered Confusion. Twitter is at Altered Confusio without the N. But, dude, where's my end? The end would break the internet. And also was a character cap back in the day. Uh, and then, of course, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's Alter Confusion. Um, so many ways to follow us. I know, I know. Hopefully you follow us all. And make sure that you hit the notifications so that you are aware when we post stuff, uh, be it uh, our live shows or highlights or anything along those lines. Um, now, I'm... Since I was talking about Extra Life, I made mention that I will be probably playing a good chunk of uh, Legend of Ruterra. Uh, For those out there who don't know, Legend of Ruterra is by Riot Games. Riot Games is the creator behind League of Legends. And you may notice, if you've ever looked at uh, Legends of Ruterra, that many of the characters in League of Legends are also in Legend of Ruterra. Well, to make an even crazier loop, uh, there is a... Uh, League of Legends RPG called Ruin King, which is launching Ooh. in early 2021. Uh, it is a story-driven title uh, set in the League of Legends universe. It will feature some of the crowd favorites. Uh, it is being published, and this is, okay, so this is the cool thing, and and I want to know, I, I'm going to have to look at, into this a little bit more, because this sounds like an amazing idea to actually expand your IP. Okay. Uh, and that is, it's being published by Riot Forge. Uh, Riot Forge is an initiative that allows third-party developers to create with the League of Legends license. Hmm. Uh, the developers of this game is uh, Airship Syndicate. Uh, that name may sound familiar to some, and that is because they are the developer behind Darksiders Genesis. Oh, yep, I do recognize that game. So I've, I've played I, it, but I recognize it. So I'll be, I'm, I'm very interested because that would be awesome. I mean, yes, there's probably some kind of like vetting process, but if you could get, I could create my own game. Yeah, if if you could get the um the backing of the the IP supporter to create basically your passion project, that would be so awesome. So it's basically like the anti Nintendo strategy. Bingo. But I mean, it's the idea though. It makes sense because you're leveraging the community to create games to further your brand. And to your point, I would assume that there is some kind of vetting process because you just don't want every you don't want me making your video game problem. It's basically Steam Greenlight, but works. That that seems kind of cool, actually. <laughs> and I'm sure that they then get a cut of the profits for leveraging. <laughs> I just got that. Uh, and I'm sure they get a cut of the profits for leveraging that IP. Oh god, yeah. So it's like, what do you really have to lose? And I don't imagine like people aren't gonna stop playing. Legends of Rotera because somebody else or League of Legends bad, or League of Legends because mm-hmm. somebody else created a bad game yeah. like that just doesn't really follow. So Look, there's people there's yep. still people there's still a shit ton of people who play uh, yeah. franchises that have had really shitty games. There's a lot of shitty Star Wars games out there, but they're still making yes. s- Star Wars games. There's was a really shitty uh, Dragon Age two game, but people are still playing Dragon Age. I like Dragon Age two. Are you shitting me? No. 
It was a straight up hack and slash. I smashed you in the face game. Dude. No strategy. It was great. It yeah, was no like, strategy ah, and, and no design or no effort put into the fucking game. As a, a once upon a time game developer, that entire game screamed at me to punch someone because it was so half-assed. Did you punch anyone? I don't recall. I may have. I mean, I could help you out if you need to. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. I may have, though, but I have since forgotten. You never know. Who knows? Uh, one of the other games uh, that has been around for a while now is a game called Warframe. Ah, uh, uh, yes. I, I used to play the shit, a shit ton of Warframe um, on the Switch, um, but, of course, I have not played in a long-ass time. Uh, but there was news that came out that said that Warframe will be on the next-gen consoles. And, of course, that will be a, a nice little upgrade with the graphics and whatnot. But so the way they word this announcement got me really excited, and then I got really pissed. And it said it's going to have cross-play with cross-play saves. And I was okay. like, holy shit. If I'm on, you know, if I'm on my Xbox and I switch over my Switch, I could use the same save. Or if I'm on my PC, I could do that. No. The it, it's you need to insert a word between yeah. cross and play. And that is cross gen play. If you're on your PlayStation and you have a PlayStation 4 save, you can you can play on both your PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, and your information is still there. Um, and of course, you know, if you if like if you had a PlayStation 5 and I had a PlayStation 4, we could team up against uh we could team up and beat all the bad guys. Well uh, it's like sorry go on. And of course I mean that's just <sighs> damn it. Well so recent one is you have you heard of um Genshin Impact? That name has been like all over the place, but I. So it's basically a bit. It's a um, new gotcha, open world, basically anime kind of looks like Breath of the Wild game. Uh-huh. Um, hugely popular. Mm-hmm. It's on the PC, the mobile, and the mobile um, pl- and PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. And annihilates the battery on this, by the way. Oh, I'm surprisingly. Sure. Um, it's like playing use- a game on the game. It's like playing a game on the Game Gear. Technically, Pretty close. the system is portable. However, if you want to use it the way you want to use it, you're going to have to plug it into a wall, and it may burn down your house. So with Genshin Impact, they have cross-platform save tied to your email account between cell phone mm-hmm. and the PC, mm-hmm. but the PlayStation version leverages the PlayStation in the PSN account, mm-hmm. so you can't cross-platform save between to that but you can cross-platform play between the PC, the mobile, and the PSN. Okay, so that last part makes no fucking sense. Because if you can have, if you can have a cross, if, so let's just say three different platforms, okay? Yep. So if you can share a save, or sorry, you could play uh, with anyone on any of the three platforms, you should be able to have a save for all three platforms. There's, sh- I know, I understand. They're they're doing it by PSN, 
But, but the PSN yep. should probably still is attached to an email address. So that's the that is one of the negatives of the PlayStation in general is PlayStation. I mean, of the consoles between PlayStation and Microsoft, PlayStation's always the more walled off one. They're the Apple. They are. Of the, They're the always console. like, we're going to do our own thing. We've got well, our own wall garden. Don't look at us. So what does that make Nintendo? Are they like Linux? No, they're 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 that um, carefree kid who just uh, precariously balances on the wall. Sometimes they're more on one side, sometimes they're on the other. Sounds like the stoner. Yeah, exactly. Or stony. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but um, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, look, I know. I understand. Look. I do understand that there is, um, there are some small differences between versions of games, but if you open up the ability for cross-platform, especially if you're going from mobile to any other, you know, like a, a, a console or a PC, then it should be on, you should be able to play that damn thing on all of them. You would think, sir. You would think, but, but apparently I don't know. Uh, so I had a question uh, that came in. And this is just, I mean, it's absolutely stupid, but I'm going to ask it anyways. And that is, Zelius, to put you on the spot, what is the maximum number of tabs you have had on your computer that ended up being the exact same website? The exact same website? Yeah, let's say that, you know, you're like, oh, I, I it may be different windows, so it's not like, you know, you've got a bunch of tabs back to back to back that say, I don't know, uh, Gmail or Alter Confusion. Yeah. But how many, how many, when, at like the end of the day, when you try to close everything down, you're like, holy shit, I've opened up the same website X amount of times. That really doesn't happen to me, to be honest. Damn it. Eight. Of the same website? Mm -hmm. That's just. Well, because the thing is, I'll, I'll, silly. I'll open something up and then I might, you know, I'll, I'll go do something. And then I'll be like, holy shit, I need to check something. And so the Chrome or, or whatever uh, will be minimized. So I'll click on, you know, whatever one of the instances of Chrome, and I won't see that website immediately. So I'll just, you know, I'll open up a new tab and type in that website and boom. Yeah, I don't really have that problem. Now, technically, it's, I, I, it's the same website, but it won't be the same page. Like I'll have read a story. <laughs> OG Phoenix goes quickly closes a ton of stack overflow windows well that's different though so like when I consider stack overflow so like I do like a lot of like for instance like I'm researching how to do Cisco commands at work mm -hmm. so I might have like six different the equivalent of stack overflow tabs open but they're each a very different specific application of how to do Cisco commands. So one might be adding a VLAN to a switch port, and the other tab might be how to show all my interfaces summary. They might all be part of Stack Overflow, but they're very different applications of potentially similar things. I think you're trying to get an out. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say I, I mean, on my work laptop, I commonly probably have between six to 10 windows open 
each window will usually have about five to ten tabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, that, no, I'm, that's how I work. No, I, I, so <laughs> the thing is, um, I have, so my setup is, uh, I, of course, because of the wonderful COVID, uh, I have to work remotely. So literally, if I turn uh, nine degrees to my right, this it's my uh, my work setup, and I'm now looking at my uh, I guess my ultra fusion setup. So it it has happened several times where I have the same shit open on both of them numerous times. Yeah, because mm. I guess it lost. Um, <laughs> but yes, eight. And, but it but but it fell more in line with Zelius's, you know. Uh, well, I mean, it was it was many different things, the same thing, but many different sections of it. Um, it was uh, what was it? Um, I was researching something that I wasn't supposed to research. Let's put it that way. Hmm. I was I was Jimmy rigging a system. And I need There's to, many systems that you could jerry rig. I was trying. I was trying to jailbreak something. Ah, that does happen. So I had like, you know, lots of different, uh, different pages of that one website open to go back to. And what? I, anyways, long story short, yeah, eight. Man, nothing to do with that one. Um, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to make sure that I did cover all of the topics that were given in. Yes, I'm going to sing while I do this because that's how Please cool I am. do sing to me. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So, um, everybody stay safe. Hopefully, no one gets the COVID. Uh, my family, unfortunately, well, not my immediate family, but my mom, my little sister, my brother-in-law and their baby all have the COVID. So no! please be safe. Wash your hands. Wear the mask. Social distance. Do all the shit that smart people do. Um, and just fake until you make it. Anyways. I'm maybe just going to never leave the house ever again. That too. That works too. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have reached the end of our show. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. (laughs) 